Jesse is the only reoccurring character that appears, I believe, in all seasons other than the the White family and um Yeah, because there's... Oh, and the... Um, not the Benekis, because Gail Benekis is the only one in that franchise. Named Spanish Benekis. for come here. Oh, sure. I have no idea. I don't speak Spanish. Oh, we're recording. Great. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's the uh, it's Walt's business partner from college, the one who becomes a super successful chemical engineer and everything while Walter's just teaching chemistry. Yeah. Uh, those are the only, like, reoccurring characters throughout the entire franchise, other than, like, Saul Goodman and uh, Bill Burr and... Um, oh, he's a super funny comedian. Um, the other enforcer along with Bill Burr. I just can never remember. You know why I stopped watching that show? Do tell. It wasn't because of all the dark elements, and there was a ton of dark elements. There's nothing show. wrong with dark elements when done well. Exactly. Yeah, I thought the show did them rather well. I just, for the life of me, I could not stand Walt's wife. Skyler. I could not. I want to kill Skyler in every fucking scene. I hated Skyler. That's the point I, of Skyler. Oh, but it was beyond, like, like you know, like Joffrey, like Game of Thrones hatred. Yeah. It was bad, like that. It was like Joffrey-level hatred. But Game of Thrones, like, was different. Game of Thrones is different into why why do we hate Joffrey? We hate Joffrey in Game of Thrones not because he is a complete monster as a king. We hate him because he is a complete monster to Sansa and the rest of the Starks. And he's also a little bitch, like when it comes down to it. Yeah, like the 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 turning point for a lot of people, I think subconsciously when they start to really hate Joffrey is when he orders the um, his guard to start killing all the people in the street, right. which then leads up to um, Tyrion smacking him in the face. And the... I'm going to tell Mother. No, no, that's not what he says. He's like, you cannot strike me. I am a king. And I have just struck a king. Did my hand fall from its wrist? Like, And that's a subconscious thing where it's like, oh, shit, yeah. Joffrey did order this because he's a child with way too much power there's nothing worse than well there's two scenes where he hits him he hits him before he's king where uh Tyrion, i think it was like season two where Tyrion was drinking all night and he gets found in like a pig pen by joffrey and joffrey and summons him to like go to the to the kingdom for some fucking thing or whatever and joffrey even though he's not king yet, he still supersedes him. In... Yeah, isn't it like, uh, you will not talk to the prince that way. I, oh no, is that a threat? Is that a threat? No, right. I am disciplining my nephew. Right, right, right. Ron, yeah. if uh, Sir but it's the way whatever it... <laughs> speaks again, kill him. Right. That was a threat. <laughs> See the difference? Right, and then he hits him. He hits him a couple of times in that scene, but I love the noise. I love that scene so much because of the noise that Joffrey makes. And then he gets smacked. <laughs> I think the other reason I think the other reason why we hate I'm going to tell Queen Mother. That's I think that's the other reason why we hate Joffrey as a character. Tell her. <laughs> that's why we hate Joffrey is because I don't think anybody on this planet can abide a weak parent. And I'm not and I don't mean a weak parent physically. I mean a parent that is afraid to discipline their own child. I don't think there's anybody that actually is like 
you know what? That that mother's doing a really great job. And well, she had inadvertently. And Cersei molly, molly coddles the fuck out of all of her kids. She inadvertently gets all of her kids killed. Oh, very much so. Had she not blown up the Sept of Baelor, Tomlin wouldn't have killed Tomlin. himself. That was a pretty solid scene. Tomlin way. and Jamie Lannister. I knew something was going to happen. I didn't see that coming. Tomlin and Jamie, Jamie Lannister are the only... Well, I mean, you could say um, Marcella is also a good character. But we don't really get to spend a lot of time with Marcella as a character. Which, one, those, was, which one was Marcella? Marcella's the one that got sent off to Dorne. Oh, she gets the poison on her... Uh, yeah, she gets the poison from the Vipers, uh, and Cersei has lips. to watch her die. Yeah, because she, she comes over by boat, and then she dies. Because they... And the, then Jamie Lannister, The like, head of the Vipers blames Cersei for the death of Oberyn Martell, which is fair. Yeah, and she put him in the ring. Well, he wasn't supposed to lose that fight, but... Is... Because this used to be a big thing at Preakness, uh, at the Preakness infield, is... Okay, at least this time I see that we are recording. Um, <laughs> the, the big thing that people used to do with the Preakness, and I want to say it kind of got, like, seriously banned in 2008, 2009 or something. Uh-huh. But the infield at Preakness is not for, like, when you look at the Kentucky Derby and you look at whichever one is warm is not the Gold Cup. <laughs> oh yeah. Are you eating now or are you gonna wait? Cold cut with extra mayo, extra mustard. There is nothing that I love more than like a good sub with extra versions of the appropriate combination. Um never ketchup. Never ketchup. But yeah, like Who puts ketchup on a sub? They put them on like dude, I don't even put ketchup on a burger anymore. I don't really like ketchup as a condiment, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't either. It's it's great as a base for barbecue sauces. Oh, by the way, I know what we, we got away from what we were originally talking about because I got a phone call. Oh, don't worry. We will we will circle back around. We'll go back to it, I promise. Welcome to episode seven, everybody. I've now been on six of these, and yet I will still be listed as very special guest, Steve. Do you want to just be Steve? I'm fine with just being Steve. Steve is no longer special, everybody. You heard it here first. Well, I was never special to begin with. Oh, shut up. But, um... Yeah, no, the running of the porta potties at Preakness, that shit's fucking hilarious. Uh, if you get caught now doing it, the police will immediately arrest you, and you're going to Central Booking. Describe said running of the porta potties, because I am confused. Okay, so the infield... For anyone that's unfamiliar... Uh, Preakness takes place at Pimlico. It is the second jewel in the Triple Crown. So there is the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont Stakes. The Freakness Preakness. Yeah, that's kind of what it used to be. So the Preakness was a lot like... What cocktail was developed at the Preakness? Uh, the Black Eyed Susan. He is correct, ladies and gentlemen. It wasn't designed... At the Preakness, it was designed for the Preakness. It, it is the official drink of the, the Preakness. Preakness. In the same way that the Belmont Stakes... Uh, no, no, the Derby has the Mint Julep, uh-huh. and the Belmont Stakes has the Mojito? No, no, because that's too mint-based. Um, I don't know, actually, what the Belmont Stakes drink is. Uh, but anyway. You're mint-based. 
That fucking better not be. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of mint. Mint is one of those herbs that a little bit goes such a long time. But anyway. I think I will. We should put this in the kitchen. Oh, no, no, no. You want me to take care of it? Yeah. I know you're waddling around like Winnie the fucking goat. I prefer a penguin waddle. Yeah, penguins do waddle from time to time. But anyway, okay, so if you've ever been to an arena of any sort and you get long, lawn seats, or if anybody's seen a track and field event during the Olympics, I don't think there's a single person alive over the age of, like, 10 in this country that has not seen a track and field event on the Olympics. Okay. Very similar setup to horse racing. It's just the track's a lot bigger, but the infield is proportionately the same size. Okay. What they do for Preakness is while all of the Baltimore and Roland Park Blue Bloods and... We're Baltimore old money. Do you know how we made it? We made it with Bethlehem Steel and Baltimore Steel. That's why we hate the Steelers. They stole our industry. (laughs) Anyway, uh, we hate the Steelers for more than that. But anyway... Because they are a shitty football team. Fuck Pittsburgh. Arguably, they are still a very good team. I just hate them. Um, but anyway, so the infield... They're okay. The infield is for the general public. Uh, kind of think of it like the Globe Theater uh-huh. back in Shakespearean era, Victorian era. Wait, no. Shakespeare wasn't Victorian. That was the Elizabethan era. Anyway, um, where all of the cheap seats were actually the ones that were right next to the stage, and then as you tiered up, you got higher and higher into the aristocracy. Very similar with Derby and Preakness and Belmont. What we used to do in Baltimore is inside of the infield, you could get tickets, and they were cheap. They were like 50 bucks for the day, and there was always a, a musical guest or something like that. Uh-huh. And, but that wasn't until after the race. You get all dressed up to wear, like, tuxedos and shit? No, nobody wears tuxedos to the races. You get dressy, though. You do. You wear seersucker. You wear... It's all bow ties. You wear what sucker? Seersucker. What the fuck is that? Uh, It's a white and blue pinstripe. It's a Colonel Sanders suit. Oh. Uh, But seersucker's a little bit different than that. But anyway, it's it's a cotton-based... It's the Southern Gentleman's suit. It's, uh... Adu declare. Like, when you think of that character, he's normally wearing a seersucker if it's white. Anyway, the porta potties would line up from end to end with a gap probably every 20 porta potties. Okay. Uh, and I don't know if porta potty is a regional thing. Uh, I know there's uh, Rentaloo and Porta John, and like, it is, oh. it is a mobile bathroom. I think everybody knows what a porta potty is. Well, I mean, hey. I swear to God, if somebody walked up to me and said, hey, do you want a glass of pop? I would say, what, have you blended my father? That's a fucking soda. Um, cola? <clears throat> well, I could get on board with cola, but I, I hate the term pop to describe soda. No, the worst is, uh, like, deeper south. Like, once you get past Kentucky and Tennessee, like, they call it Coke. Like, all soda is Coke? That's ridiculous. Coke is a name brand. Um, and a drug from Colombia. But anyway, so the running of the porta potties, there were maybe like twenty to thirty porta potties all lined up in a row. Right. You would get good and liquored up off of Bud Light or Natty Light or whatever. It was cheap frat beer that you normally drink in the infield. It it's cheap ballpark beer. 
and your buddy would hoist you up and give you a boost, and you try and run across an entire row of these porta potties. And as you're running, people are throwing their empty beer cans at you. The thing is, not only are these beer cans, they don't necessarily have to be empty. There is one video of a guy who takes almost a full fucking can of beer, full 12 ounce can of beer, to the face, and then drops down and crashes through the roof of the porta potty he's about to step on. That, that was the running of the porta potties. Then Baltimore kind of realized, uh, this is super bad for one, just optics, and two, for the health and safety of our citizens. We're not going to do this. Um, <clears throat> it is, but it's a lot of fun to watch. That's the other thing, too. I think it's so, it's so funny to me that the Preakness does not take place in a great part of town. Like, Pimlico is not in the best part of Baltimore. Um, you said you'd never been? The Preakness? No. Well, no, no, no. Have you ever been to Pimlico? No. Yeah. Pimlico well, is... I had, I didn't, I don't think I realized it. Pimlico is not like Dover Downs, uh, where Dover Downs is kind of set out of the way. There's nothing really around it except, like, a little bit of woods and things like that. Nah. Pimlico is in the city. And it's not in a part of the city that the city loved for a long time. Why didn't they love it? Well, not to get political, but because it was lower income black families that were living there. They didn't, the city did not dump any sort of money. It's the same way like Giuliani loves to go on and on and say like, Oh, look at me. I cleaned up uh, New York and Times Square. Look at how huge of a tourist destination is. I think Baltimore kind of saw that and ran with it, where it's like, oh, we're going to spend all of our money on the Inner Harbor to make it a tourist destination in Candom Yards and M&T Bank. And they completely ignored Pimlico. Why? Because there were poor black families that lived in the area. It's like, well, let's not make that nice. And I'm not going to go too much more on, on about that, but like that, that's my suspicion. Well, it's America, baby. America, baby. But, to get back to our initial point of what we were talking about. Game shots? The difference between Skylar White and Joffrey. Yeah. I think the reason people hate Joffrey is because he is a spoiled child who, frankly, needed Tyrion to be the disciplinarian, and his mom was just like, don't you dare come near my son. Like, she's the... She is the original medieval helicopter parent. Where it's like, my child can do no wrong. There's no possible way that this happened. That's why you hate... And I would venture to guess, people hate Cersei more than they hate Joffrey. They just project onto Joffrey. Uh, no. I don't think that's right at all, actually. Well, Joffrey wouldn't have been able to get away with half of the shit that he did if Cersei had actually just put her foot down. Well, Cersei loved the fact that he was an evil fuck. Well, yeah, because he was an evil fuck to all of the people she disliked. Which was everybody who wasn't Lance. No, she even hated... She did not care for Tywin. She hated Tyrion. Um... 
She despised Elena Martell. Um, but I think Skyler sticks in the crawl of people so much more than Joffrey. Because Skyler tries so hard for the first, I want to say, three seasons to take the moral high ground over Walt. And then the minute that she sees what Walt has done and how much money he has made and how that can advance her status and her kind of place within the community, she's immediately on board and immediately wants to essentially be uh, Chris Jenner and take over management and everything. But the minute that it all goes wonky, it all goes belly up, She's just like, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. And she also, she, uh, what's it called? She slept with, um, oh, what was, what was the, the guy's name in her office? Oh, yeah, the affair that she had? Yeah, she has an affair with that guy. And then takes all of Walt's money that he has earned for the family. I don't think Walt would have cared that she was having an affair. I think what really bothered him was that all of the money was gone because she had given it to the guy she was fucking and had as inadvertently Skyler had fucked over the family. Yeah, but he catches her, doesn't it? And then he like they essentially and, come to an understanding. Kind uh, of. It's like more of a blackmail like understanding. But. No, it's no 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 no. It's um Skyler turned state witness against him, I believe. It's been a while since I've seen Breaking Bad, but I've seen it multiple she times. She turned state witness. Yeah, people are after Walt by the end. I fucking hate that bitch. I just didn't like her her face. That's that's <laughs> just good casting, man. That's terrible casting. I fucking hated that whore. No, that's great casting. But. If you hate the character... Because of her face? That is great casting... Great makeup artists and great story development. If you look at somebody, because yeah, there have been times I've walked through a crowd and been like, I don't like the way that person looks. Like, they look weaselly. Like, I'm just going to avoid them. Um, or, oh, I don't like the sound of this person's voice. Weaselly? Weaselly. Yeah. Yeah. You've never looked at somebody that looked weaselly? I don't think I've ever used that adjective. Somebody with the, the greasy, slicked-back hair trying to talk real smooth, but you can see through their bullshit real fast if you are also a salesman? You mean Italians? Oh, my God, no, I don't. <laughs> oh, my God, no. Hey, uh, he's a friend of ours. Same stiff. He's a friend of ours. Talking, don't, 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 don't do that. <laughs> Are you talking about, like, uh, Pacino's character in Donnie Brasco? Yeah, the difference. He's a friend of mine. Friend of ours. That's not an Italian thing. That was an 80s thing. What's the difference between friend of mine and friend of ours? Friend of mine is you're not made. Uh, friend no, of a, ours, you're a made guy. No, a friend of mine is this guy... Know, I believe. A friend of mine is this guy knows what I do roughly for a living. Like, he knows that I've knocked over a couple of convenience stores. He doesn't really care. Oh. I don't think that's it. No, no, no. 
but I think a friend of ours is their way of saying, this guy's in the industry. I've sussed him out. He seems legit. I think friend of ours is your your made guy. Or your no. Your, when you're a made guy, they just say this is a made guy. I think the difference between friend of ours and friend of mine is friend of ours is um, you're an associate. You're officially associated of with, the family with the family. Okay, yeah. And a that friend of mine is your your prospect. You're not you're not quite an associate yet. Oh no, I think it's uh, I think it's you I think a, you're absolutely right on a friend of ours. You have to be an associate before you mate. You also have to be one hundred percent Sicilian. No, you just gotta be one hundred percent Italian. You don't have to be one hundred percent Sicilian. You have to be one hundred percent Italian by blood. Well, I'm certainly not doing it. Well. That's why I'm going to go hang out with a whitey fucking bulger. <laughs> oh, the mob in Italy? Far worse than the mob here. La Cosa Nostra. Get I didn't it. report on the Cosa Nostra back in high school. I got a lot of weird looks for it. Why? Because I'm... It's fucking gangster. I'm in a 100% like Catholic, Catholic, guilt, guilt, guilt school. And... And I, I don't say that in a bad way. I'm just saying, like, hey, that kind of naturally happens. And meanwhile, I'm getting up and being like, you know what? I think this is an interesting <clears throat> subject. What? Cosmonosta? Yeah, I thought, I thought the mob was absolutely fascinating. I remember my, my mom and my dad, uh, mom more so than dad. Dad never really cared what media I consumed so long as it wasn't. Oh, no, that's not true. He got super mad when he found out that I, I had read the Da Vinci Code. Um, Why? Because he was like, you know that's a work of fiction. Like, Jesus never got married. There's no possible way. <laughs> like, my dad is the far more religious member of the family in my immediate family. But, like, my mom was always very particular about what media I consumed. I was not allowed to watch Power Rangers. I was not allowed to watch Pokemon. I was not allowed to watch Seinfeld. And you know what? All fair points. I mean, I, what do you think? Do you think you got married? Yeah, Jesus. No. Okay, we need to stop like slipping back into religious conversations. This is a valid talking point. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think he married her, but I do think they had a relationship. That I was... think the individual who's a human man in a time and place where sexuality was even more repressive than it is now. And in particular, in a culture where if the woman doesn't have a husband and is caught doing that, she's called a whore or a Jezebel or anything like that, absolutely you would keep that quiet. And at the same time, that's the thing. Like, I think that I think that is a minor. Wasn't she cast as prostitute in the Mary uh, Magdalene? Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. But her redeeming quality is the one. There's nothing wrong with being a sex worker. Even back then, it yeah, just but wasn't connect, the connect time. Connect the dots. Why was she cast as a prostitute to begin with? Exactly. I don't think she ever was a prostitute. No, I, I don't think, think so either. I think that was Jesus' girlfriend's show. Which, you know what? If that's the case, no harm, no foul. I will say, I don't think there is any credence to the thing like... The damn Brown and Da Vinci Code stuff where it's like, the Knights Templar are responsible with guarding the... The, the secrets. 
the well-being of the, of the bloodline of Jesus Christ. It's like, no, they were a banking institution. They came into a lot of money. They were a military banking institution. Came into a lot of money, and there were some people who didn't like that. It would be like if all of a sudden somebody was like, USAA is responsible with guarding the bloodline of George Washington. <laughs> Just be absolutely ridiculous. Or, oh, the beef eaters are responsible with guarding the bloodline of St. Thomas Aquinas. Um, like beef eaters? Like, like the fucking Jagerbomb shot guys? Or the Italian guys? No, beef eaters are part of the Buckingham Palace Guard. I know, I know there are three unique guard types in Buckingham. Isn't there a spirit called beef eater? Yeah, it's a gym. It's, it's, an English, it's an English dry gin. That's why it's got the fucking, the guy on it, the red guy. That's why it has a beef eater. What do they call the guys with the big, tall, black, puffy hats? Beef eaters. Those I believe. Beef eaters. I believe. I could be wrong. I am not that well-versed on my English cultural niche names. The guys who walk around, that if you touch, they tweak. That's just a that's just a Buckingham Palace guard because you could run into a beef eater, or, and I believe there are two other classifications of guard that you could run into. But yeah, it's those guys who are like, make way for the Queen's God, and so, if you touch them, they will fuck you up. People do not realize one of my favorite things to do. They have automatic weapons with fucking uh, um, the stabby things on them. Bayonets. Yeah. Not just that, but. Like, they're elite soldiers. Like, stab, stab. You and I were talking off off uh, off recording earlier about, like, the way that you think, or not think, but helped me to understand that, like, Navy SEALs, cream of the crop, Green Berets, cream of the crop, Rangers, cream one, of the crop. One percent, man. Think about how elite you have to be to get assigned to the guard duty of Buckingham Palace in the Royal Army. Well, a lot of that's for show, but yeah, I understand. But no, they are still highly trained soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite things to do is to watch videos of tourists trying to fuck with those guards. Uh-huh. And I don't mean trying to fuck with... There's one that's really, really funny. There's this kid who... Nothing disrespectful. Genuinely, as far as I see it, nothing disrespectful. He stands probably about two feet away from the guard and just does kind of a, a impromptu interview. And he was like, oh, hey, so yeah, this is my buddy. And he's standing next to a Buckingham Palace guard. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, this is my buddy, and you know what? And he goes on for about five or four minutes, all building up to the one punchline of, oh, and then he shit his pants. And the guard breaks, but breaks in the smallest <clears throat> way. Like You see the wrinkle in his eyes as he smiles, that I'm okay with. But the fuckers who are like, oh, look, he's... Yeah, because he tried to make him, he made him laugh. Yeah, he made him laugh. That's <sighs> that's the game, but he did it, he did it by the rules of the game. Right. But there are things where it's like, oh, the Queen's Guard is essentially making their rounds, and then a tourist stands <laughs> over and gets indignant when a soldier pushes them out of the way with their non-dominant, like, rifle handling hand. And then they're like, what are you doing? Stand back from the gate! And they fucking go immediately yeah. into... I love like, that shit. Yeah, no, it's so funny. I like, yeah, my favorite soldiers to, to watch tweak on people are the um, 
the honor guard that guards the uh, Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. And that's a lot of what Buckingham Palace does. These guys are totally different. Totally different breed of honor guard. No, so, I would agree. So, those guys, but it's what it's how they conduct themselves when they're not in uniform. They're like... They don't curse. They don't drink. They don't do anything unbecoming of the uniform. And that's, like, across the board. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. They live that role. So they're, and I don't mean this derogatorily, but they're kind of like Mormons. Sure. If Mormons live, if real Mormons live by that type of moral code. Don't drink, don't curse. Nothing. Everything is, hey, I'm going to help others. Uh, that That is, from my understanding, the, the tenets of Latter-day Saints, is that you don't curse, you don't do anything <clears throat> that would be insulting or disrespectful to anybody else. I've heard Marines, while they're in uniform, they don't do any of that shit. Um, but they're Marines, so who knows? Um, <laughs> but I know, I know that these guys, yeah, they, they, they don't, they're not allowed. They just don't at all. Like, they don't engage in any activity that would potentially disparage the uniform. Well, I think that makes that makes a lot of sense because for us, the Tomb of the... Well, not us. I, I don't say us as though... Like I, civilians? I was, I was never in service. But yeah, I think... Civilian. Yeah, I'm... Sure. Yes, I'm very much a civilian. So, both of us are. You are now. Yeah, I have been for quite some time. I'm reformed. But I am also not a veteran. But, from my understanding, as a civilian, mm-hmm. is that the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier is more or less the way that people look at the flag and they say, that's a symbol of America. The Tomb of the Unknown Soldier could be held in the same reverence of, that is a symbol of military service to America. Is that an unfair... No, it's to the honor guard, it's the highest... Honor in the land. No, I believe it. Like that, and being part of the uh, presidential service, presidential honor guard is is pretty. That's some high pressure shit. When um, who's the who's the guy, the congressman that that recently passed? John McCain. No, 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 John McCain. No, the that's still within the relative nature of human history. Fairly recent. No, the gentleman who just recently passed. Ruth Bader Ginsburg died... That's Supreme Court Justice. Yes, I know. I'm talking about the African-American man, the gentleman who just recently passed. Oh, um, not Elijah Cummings. Um, Oh, fuck, I'm embarrassed that I cannot remember his name. I know it's John. So am I. Um, Look it up. One of the guys who, who marched in the Million Man March. He was one of the Freedom Riders. He almost died. Because of that. I think a lot of people almost died. He got his because head, of that shit. Head split open by a state trooper. A lot of people did die because of that. Oh yeah. He got his head split open by a state trooper though. Uh, he was back the next day. Yeah, that's some badass shit. Um Celebrities who have passed in 2020. See, I... Th- uh, okay, I I might not find it on this list because I don't think that that... I think you have to be a little bit more specific. Yeah, I don't think doing that 
what this individual did catapults you into the category of celebrity. I would say it catapults you into the the thing of like all around good person who genuinely had the balls to do what they thought needed doing. Um, it was all about that good trouble, man. There's nothing wrong with that. I think congressman is probably one of the keywords you should use. That's a fair point. <laughs> Recently dead. Congressman. John Lewis. John Fuck. Lewis. One of the... Uh, not to pull away from anything, but that's an incredibly generic name. I'm not going to beat myself up for not remembering it. Like, if you showed me a picture of him, I could tell you what the man did. Within, like, soundbite levels. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to beat myself up for not remembering the name John Lewis. Um, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, the members of his honor guard, uh, when he was going to lie in um, Lion State... At the Capitol. They had him lie in state? Yeah. For like, really? For like almost a week. Oh, fuck yeah. Badass. I didn't know that. I didn't know that we still, as a country, had lie in state. Oh, fuck I know Daddy. we did this for um, H. No, not H.W. Reagan. And uh, Bush Sr. Okay, so H.W., yeah. No, I know we did the the train tour when H.W. passed away. And, like, I know we've done it for other presidents in the past. Like, when Carter passes away, I know we're going to do it. But you lied to stay for a couple of days. I don't think it was a whole week. The whole thing took a week. Okay. But, yeah, no, like, I, I did not realize we as a country had people lie in state. Yeah. I thought we did that for Lincoln... McKinley, Garfield, and Kennedy. Um, one of the there's uh, when they do the honor guard. There's four. Um, there's a senior enlisted member who calls a cadence. The fuck's a cadence? Cadences. In the honor guard, when they carry people off the steps of the Capitol building. Step, step, step. Oh, they're uh, like a coxswain. They're commands, essentially. Like a coxswain? Yeah. They keep a certain tempo. It's called cadence. So does a coxswain. Okay. Coxswain? Coxswain. What's that? Stroke. Oh. Stroke. For like uh, Stroke. Stroke. Yeah. Um... Yeah, they give the... No, I'm having a stroke. Stop only stroking <laughs> on the right because the left side is numb. I should not make those are guys, that stuff. Those are guys who order yeah. arms, all that stuff, right? So... Oh, orders like a 21-gun salute? Yeah, or he's, like a, he's oh. the guy who calls all this stuff out. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. And then you have, um, you know, left shoulder, right shoulder, like all that shit. Um, anyway... Is that the same guy that does the inspection for the, um, and I, I don't know what they're called, but they're the Marines who do that super impressive, and I swear to God, it is the fastest I have ever seen 
a human being move where they uh they twirl their guns and then yeah he uh like grabs it and then does the the polishing with the white gloves and everything yeah the rifleman those guys yeah he's always like a senior enlisted guy like um like a sergeant or staff sergeant or something like that but anyway um and then you have four you have representatives from each branch four on either side of the coffin or the casket right what at all times while they're in state well, typically, the honor guard does. Yeah, it's twenty four twenty four hour uh, watch, um, but they they change it out. It's different different guys. They're not. But they have like commanding officers doing this. No, enlisted men. Okay. So, but anyway, you have you have a couple guys from the Air Force. You have a couple guys from the Army, Coast Guard, Navy, every branch of uh, the service. Everyone's represented. <clears throat> yeah, on either side of the uh, casket, and they wear. Uh, very specific uniforms um, that represents the uh, honor guard. In uh, John Lewis's case, I had never seen this before. Uh, when he was lying in state, it was really fucking hot uh, in D.C. Like, really, really hot. Well, this was a month ago. It was longer than that. It was like July. That's roughly a month ago. It was like two months ago. End of, end of July, beginning of August. Super hot. Yeah, this, of, was, this was a hot fucking summer for us. Well, they have to wait for, um, you know, the car to stop, um, for them to open up the back. Um, they have to be given the command to march over to unload the casket out of the hearse. Mm-hmm. And so it's a big deal, right? Um, yeah, these are, these are pallbearers that are... More than pallbearers. And that, and they have to be super duper shacked because they're carrying something that's like hundreds of pounds up those stairs without wavering at all. Yeah. I had trouble walking downhill with an oak (laughs) casket and a woman that weighed at best 110 pounds at the time. One of the, um, while they were at attention waiting... The honor guard was at attention waiting uh, for everything to be good with the hearse. And one of the um, uh, sailors uh, passed out because I guess he was dehydrated. Maybe he locked his knees. Locked knees. Locked knees, nothing to eat. But he fell out of ranks. So I do know what that means. And I know it's not good. So it was up to the seven. What do you mean up to the seven? So instead of having eight guys to carry this casket, it was now just seven. There are only six to a pallbearer. Not not in the service. Not not. For, oh really? It's four on each side. Oh, because in my experience, it's always been. Six well, double check that. Can you double check that? I'm sure. Can you double check that? How many how many pallbearers? I'm pretty sure, I'm almost positive it's four on each side because each branch has to be represented. Okay, that would make sense. How many pallbearers? At a military funeral, the second thing that... Um, personnel involved with military funerals conduct themselves as described herein. A. When honorary pallbearers are desired, they are selected by the family of the deceased or its representative or by the commanding officer if the family wishes. As a rule, no more than 12 honorary pallbearers should be selected. Okay, so 
Yeah, I. It's safe to say it was four eighty seven. I believe it. So, one guy falls out. That is now empty space. They don't adjust each side. So you have three guys now on one side, and nobody. With four guys on the other, and right. that creates the disproportionate. But the three guys don't on the three. The three guys don't redistribute the weight amongst them. They mm. don't like create spacing in between them and make sure that the weight is evenly distributed. There's just no guy there now. Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah. And that's, I was like, "That's rough." It was. They went off without a hitch. It was like nothing. What nothing would happen? Happened. That that is very interesting. I'd be very curious. Um, and I'm not sure if you know, and if you don't, no harm, no foul, because this is probably not a question that naturally you would think to ask. What if all four on one side pass out? I'm sure they're going to do something then. Well, Well, yeah, the body's going to fall out of the fucking (laughs) casket. Right, they would drop it. (laughs) I I don't... uh. Or would the middle two on the other side jump over to the other side and then now you have a four point structure on each of the corners. I couldn't imagine. It'd be like Armageddon. <clears throat> Needless I to say I don't care how important someone is. Uh-uh. Let and let me finish this thought. I don't care how important someone is. Them falling out of their final resting place would not be comparable to Armageddon. Armageddon Means that... No, it would be Armageddon. You know why? Because... A lot of people are getting called up on... I will uh, say this. I will say this with 120% of the utmost certainty. That will never happen. Ever. Free circumstances would have to take place. Like Armageddon for that to happen. Like, I'm being dead ass serious. No, I know. I'm not doubting you. Like, it would have to be a hurricane literally over those eight guys' heads for something like that to happen. These guys train, like, every day, carrying caskets that are, like, six, 700 pounds. Like, they they, they train for Oh, that. they're probably carrying burial vaults, then. They're not carrying caskets. They're carrying burial vaults. Whatever their training comprises of, I have no idea. But they... they oh, they, I don't either. For something like that to happen, for, like, four guys to fall out, it, it... That's something that a lot of people don't realize, is that burial vaults are very much a thing. What the fuck is a burial vault? Burial vault is... The casket around the casket. Mm. Some people think burial vault means mausoleum. No, it doesn't. Or at least as as far as I understand it. It's the thing that they put you in when, before they cover you with stuff. No, that's the casket. But the... And I, I'll never understand why. Yeah, but they don't just put the casket in the ground. But a lot of people think they do. They don't. Yeah, no, absolutely they do not. You are being laid inside of a concrete casket. Didn't you tell me it was like something to do with land? Hmm? Doesn't it have something to do with like land or something? No, the land thing is if you want to have a natural death or a natural burial, mm-hmm. then... Oh, they can't build over you. They, they cannot build over you if you want to have a natural burial. And you're only buried about three feet deep inside of a very biodegradable like structure. Uh-huh. That's how I want to go. That is how I want to be sent off. Hmm. I don't want to be buried in this embalmed bullshit, which 
just by its nature, isn't natural. It is not natural to be involved. What about the argument that you're dead, so who gives shit? I give a shit because I am dead, and I shouldn't give a shit. I shouldn't have to give a shit. <clears throat> I should not have to give a shit. But for fuck's sake, I'm running around. I've drank so much water, and yet I've returned it through the form of pissing. But my body is still... <laughs> my body has nutrients. Oh, gee, thanks, says the earth. <laughs> I don't care... You're so gracious, Steve. <laughs> well, no, that's the thing. I don't care how diseased somebody is or something like that. One, you're not going to run into a lot of diseases that can survive... Would you have a grape marker? That is not for me to decide. I would like one. I want a place where people can come visit me. I would like friends. I like the idea of it, mm -hmm. but I don't care where the grave marker is. What if they put it right over where your dick would be? That's not what I am talking about. <laughs> that is not what I am talking I about. I know you're three feet below the ground. Yeah, but I'd be decomposed. I'd be to bones or at least rotting flesh within the first three to four weeks. Yeah, but if they dug you up and they looked at your bones, be like, that's where his dick would be. That's where I would put the marker. Yeah, that's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would be funny. Where it's like, you would also have to kind of have a headstone that looks a little bit like a skull. Yeah. And then you go down and that's where the gravestone is. Is That's the dick sticking out of the ground. That's funny. I can get on board with that. But I I can't... I, I, would, I, I have would... a problem with... I have no problem with cremation. I think we need to get into um, aqua cremation a hell of a lot more than we have as a country. Uh, Maryland, aqua it is legal. What? What's, what's aqua cremation? It's essentially cremation, but with water. What? Yeah. They just dissolve you in, in water? Nah, I am not an expert by any stretch of the imagination. I want a Viking funeral. You know what? I can get on board with that too. I would do that. I would do a Viking funeral. I can absolutely get on board with that too because, hey, you're not full of embalming fluids, which I think embalming fluid is like the top three chemicals that cause cancer in humans. You're unnecessarily putting morticians at risk. Just because... Oh, you're putting a bunch of toxic shit in the earth, right? But that's why they double-walled it, right? I would guess. I would hope that's why they double-walled it. But yeah, no, like, you're you're pouring that shit into the mm -hmm. middle of the ground? It's bullshit. You're dead. Go back to the earth. Mm. I have a very big problem if right now... A tiger were to burst through your window and start eating me, but I have no problem. You, you specifically? Well, what would I do? You'd probably be eaten first because I like cats. Well, I'm also closer to the glass, so. And yeah, there's, but I'm, and there's there's chicken right there, so. Yeah, but I'm much louder. It would probably be like, "Shut the fuck up, Steve!" I feel like I would go first. Or maybe it would just gangbang both of us and we'd both be fucked. But what the fuck? Just saying. What type of furry shit is that? With its... Gangbang us with its appetite. 
<laughs> but yeah, no, like I, I have no problem with. Uh... What would you come back as if you had a choice? Oh, reincarnation. If God was like, okay, I'm sending you back as an animal. What are your choices? Well, from my understanding, that's not how reincarnation works. Okay, but let's just say hypothetically. I have to come. I have to come back as an animal. The fucking they're doing social distancing up there, and you didn't go up there wearing a mask. And Jesus is like, "Sorry, bud, gotta send you back as an animal. Let's wait for this COVID shit to blow over." I need you. Plus, to... Trump's about to be reelected. We don't want you up here now, anyway. It's yeah. bad time. <laughs> go go back down there where the rest of the world is ending. That's a whole nother issue. What would, um, you, what would you pick? You had to pick either jungle, mountain. Jungle, mountain. <laughs> jungle or mountain. I had to mountain. pick a jungle mountain. You have to pick That's your environment. That's not an animal. You have a to pick your mountain. environment first. You a have to, jungle no, mountain. You have to pick your fucking environment first. Either a jungle, a mountain, snow. <laughs> Definitely not snow. Okay, snow's out. Ocean. Or desert. Those are your choices. Desert. I pick desert. You pick desert. I pick desert. This is your reincarnation animal, and you want your place where you live to be the desert. As opposed to a jungle. Yeah. Or a mountain. What about the ocean? You know good and goddamn well I'm not stepping foot in the ocean. I don't give a fuck if you make me an orca. Oh, yeah, fear of water. It would be even worse if you made me an immortal jellyfish. Right. So water's out. What else did we say was out? Snow. Snow's out because that melts and turns into water. <laughs> so you got jungle, mountain. Desert. Desert. I'm going desert all the time. What would you be in the desert? Would you be honey badger? Honey badger does not live in the desert. He can. He's a honey badger. Honey Badger doesn't give a fuck where he lives. He's well, Honey Badger. Yes, but also... Honey Badger just doesn't care. Let's see. <laughs> Desert animal that I have to come back as. Correct. Probably a bear. A desert bear? No, you're... If you pick... Your environment, you have to pick something that lives in that environment. You can't just pick desert and then are, be a bear. There are bears that live in the desert. What bears do you know that live in the desert? Grizzly and Kodiak. What? Desert does not mean a sandy, arid environment. That's it, what I mean by desert. Yes, but the... Sahara! Technical, the technical definition of desert is based off of annual rainfall. God, heaven would be so fucking... They would have to get legal involved in this fucking discussion. Heaven would. God God would be like, damn it, call legal. The easy joke is... The easy (laughs) joke is, there is no legal here. They're all in hell. Ha, 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 ha. That's such a fucking bullshit joke. He definitely has good lawyers. For sure. Johnny Cochran's definitely one of his lawyers. I wouldn't necessarily say that. He got OJ off, bro. Well, God was like, I'm fucking with him. <laughs> well, I mean, hey. You can come on up here represent the big G-O-D. OJ was found not guilty. He's not guilty. If the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. Yes, I'm familiar with the colloquialism. Why didn't you fucking finish the line? I know you know the line. That's the line. 
Glad doesn't fit. You must, you must quit. quit. Yeah, yeah, no, obviously. But, like, Jesus wouldn't have Johnny Cochran. <laughs> because that's probably, he'd see it as, it, I'm not even going to continue this thought. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what about, I, fr- I can't believe I forget his freaking name. I love his, he's one of my favorite actors. What has he been on? Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah. He'd be a great lawyer. Devil's Advocate. I was about to say, he has played a lawyer. He He was in Devil's Advocate. He gets tricked in the end, though. Hubris. It's been a while since I've seen it. He gets gets tricked in the end. Charlie Theron is so freaking unbelievably hot in that movie. Dude, nope. what's it called? One of my favorite law movies. But I, he does. He does. You think that he wins. You think he has Al Pacino, the devil man beat. But no. Hubris gets him. Hubris will get us all eventually if we allow it. Yeah, we're living, walking examples of hubris. And Hamartia. <laughs> Would you get rid of all your social media? All of it? What do you mean? Like, would you get rid of all of it? Like, you would not ever yeah, participate in social media? Yeah, it's not that big of a... Have you gotten rid of all your social media? Uh, no, I am still on LinkedIn. Um, I Does have, that count, though? I have a YouTube account that is not linked to my name in any way, shape, or form. Secret? No, it's not secret, but it's based off of a character that I had for a while. Batman? No, not Batman. I am not Bob Kane, nor am I Bill Finger. Um, but you once upon a time. Oh, I still do the. <gasps> um, what a great, what a great series that was! <laughs> it was fantastic. It was a dumpy little fucking text message video conference that I would send with you guys, the Batman finger puppet, where yeah. you would ask me questions. And I would answer, like, Pete Holmes in had, the Batman things. You had backgrounds, too. I was very bored at work. <laughs> I was so bored at work at the time. Today, on Ask Batman, we have another question from... Jesus Christ, it's Jason Gessert again. <laughs> oh, my God. He's With the only guy, one that asks questions. But this guy shut the fuck up already. <laughs> um... What was the what was the initial question here? Um, your your uh, reincarnation spirit animal in the desert. You said it would be a bear. Yeah. Okay. And because yeah, deserts exist actually throughout the entire world. It's only based on rainfall. If you are going on the stereotypical idea of it is a sandy, dry, arid environment, um. Let's see. Certainly would not want to be a roadrunner. They are much smaller than people think they are. I don't want to be a lizard. In any way, shape, or form. Armadillo wouldn't be bad. Except for the lice. And... Oh, man. You know what I'd be? What would you be? French Bulldog. Okay. 
<laughs> and I would name myself Corgi. You realize that French Bulldogs are a human invention. They're not a human invention. Yes, they are. No, they're all, real. They are real people. All They're real people. Yes. French Bulldogs are real people. I'm talking about pet love. What, like at a furry convention or some <laughs> shit? French, French bull, Frenchies are too small to be furry convention people. That's not what I was talking about. I was talking about pet love. Yeah, pet love. Remember the Tom Segura skit where he talks about pet love versus human love? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yes. I would drown that dog. <gasps> <gasps> and then I would give it to my son as a gift. See what, what? you made me do? What? 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 Why would you do that? Why would you give this to me? It's because I love you. Maybe if you'd stand up for yourself sometimes, I wouldn't have to do fucked up shit like this. <laughs> By the way, we can uh, appreciate those who are listening to this podcast. They're probably into comedy because it's under the category of woodpecker. comedic comedy interviews. I'd be a woodpecker. Uh, if you don't know who Tom Segura is, look him up. He's hilarious. You won't forget it. You'd be a fucking woodpecker? Yeah. What kind of woodpecker? Endangered species woodpecker or regular woodpecker? I don't fucking care. I just know there are woodpeckers in the fucking desert. What if you already peck wood while you're still alive? Because you... <laughs> That implied a lot of things very quickly. That was a joke about penises. Yes, I'm aware of it. <laughs> oh, man. I'm being really immature right now. Oh, I don't give a shit. <laughs> no, I'd be a woodpecker. <clears throat> I'd be... Can we be friends? I'd be French Bulldog in a nice house, maybe in like Georgetown or some nice flat in New York. Georgetown and New York are not fucking deserts. We would never cross paths. You said you wanted to be in the fucking desert. Why would I want to be? I don't want to be a French Bulldog in a desert. The question was, if you had to live in I'm a desert, picking what an animal environment. would no, you it be? No, wasn't. You, you, you got to name your environment and then you had to pick an animal in that environment. Somehow you landed on Woodpecker who lives in the desert. First choice was Bear. I said French Bulldog. I didn't name my environment because French Bulldogs don't qualify in any of the categories that I listed. French Bulldogs are not a naturally occurring animal without the intercession of Actually, human beings. I would choose mountains as my environment and I would be a French Bulldog. Oh, that's right. I didn't even pick. You gave me like a very set Choices. parameter. There are the five common environments on the planet. Well, there's no way in hell I'm going into the fucking water. Right, and you said no snow. You said desert. I am picking mountains, specifically the Pyrenees and France, so I can be amongst my people. You know what? Well, there are woodpeckers in France, and I hope that my cousins beat the shit out of you. I thought we were going to be friends in our afterlives. <laughs> I guess not. And I will leave you with that. What? Children. That's the worst way to end the whole fucking thing. (laughs) You don't know who your friends are until they become woodpeckers in the desert. What the fuck does that mean? (laughs) Holy shit. No, do not not live your life by that credo 
of you don't know who your friends are until they become woodpeckers. If that is how you live your life, you need to go into rehab because the acid has clearly taken hold. Mm. Goodbye, cruel world. Th that's even darker. <laughs>